Play me some pivot, man. And I'm ballin', up, up, and I'm ballin', and I'm ballin', and I'm ballin', and I'm ballin', and one, and I'm ballin', off the glass, and I'm ballin', and one, and I'm ballin', blow the whistle. Hello and welcome back to Fiction Faction. The whole gang is here again at James' table, where he doesn't eat, actually. It's true. Uh, we got Top Dog, Tanya Kamisa. Mm-hmm. Late. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> It's like you were mad at him for a second there. No, I'm like mad mm. at my bus journey today. Oh. Just thinking about it. Like every possible thing that could have made me late happened today. I feel you. That, you know? We've been it's there. It's one of those that. days. It's Vancouver, you know? Uh, the best man at any wedding, James Smith. Damn right. That's nice. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> That's a nice thing to say. It's like saying everyone's yeah. best friend. Aww. Well, you know, I don't know. It just came to me and I kind of said it out loud. Uh, if she could, she would. Hawkeye of the regular human world, Bailey Nicholson. I hate Hawkeye, and you know that. <laughs> yeah, but he... He's <laughs> really he weird. He fire an arrow with Ant-Man in it. Wouldn't you do that? No. Why not? You like Ant-Man. Yeah, but then I'd want to, like, be Ant-Man. All right, well, you can be <laughs> Ant-Man. Okay. No, too late. No backseas. I have to wait till next week for that. <sighs> <laughs> but this week, you're Hawkeye. Okay. <laughs> I'm lame. I'll take it. So- <laughs> Oh, Hawkeye. I was rewatching Civil War the other day, and he, like, shows up out of the blue just to save Scarlet Witch and just be a cool cool guy and try to fight Vision, even though he obviously can't. But guys, we're back. <laughs> we are discussing some very good highlights, like Luke Cage. Uh, Westworld is this Sunday. Uh, SNL comes back tonight. We got a very weird story coming out of Tim Borden's old eyes, mine. And... Uh, <clears throat> and... James's favorite section, the trailer train, choo-choo. <laughs> so let's start with uh, one of the... Not, it is not a bizarre story, but it, in my head it doesn't make sense. We're getting a live-action Lion King movie from Jon Favreau, who just came out of a very successful Jungle Book movie this year. Same thing, kind of just, you know, one person. like jump out at the screen, at, jump out of the screen at you kind of deal? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh. Did Jungle Book jump out of the screen? Yeah. Because it's 3D? Yeah, and even it's not that live action. Like it's yeah, it's, it's like Mowgli's like, live action, and then yeah, Bill Murray's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyways, uh, Disney's been on a, on a path recently of you know live action spin all their properties from the nineties and ruining my childhood um, <laughs> favorite movies. So, any big fans of the Lion King in the table? I love the Lion King. Yeah. In its day, sure. Yeah, I oh, mean, if wow. you're gonna like rank Disney movies of the '90s, isn't it up there for you? Like, if you were gonna, if you were gonna like do a top mm. five, like, probably, I guess probably. Right, it's yeah. in there. It was a good one. It was like right at the edge of me, kind of not watching those. Okay, well, you're like a lot older than me, so yeah. <laughs> a lot, oh, like oh. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> considering the range of when you were watching Disney movies, like it was because... like Lion King, yes, and then Aladdin, no. Like that was, that <laughs> That's was right the on the edge. Well, like age, like just when I kind of started tapping out. Like but then a lot of my friends were still into it, so I still oh, saw okay. them. But like Lion King, reluctant, was my last one like thirteen-year-old James. Like, right, okay. because I'm thinking yeah, like James it. was a teenager and I was like a very small child when, yeah, when exactly. these were out. So I, to me, they're like extra special. I feel in comparison to if you, they came out when you were like fifteen. Number one for me, favorite of all time of the Disney cartoon ones. I, I don't know. It I, is? Or, yeah. Okay, I thought you were oh. wrapping up to tell us. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. Was, too. I was like, no, like, it is. It is <clears> it's your number one of favorite. Of all time Disney cartoons. Like, all yeah. of them. Yeah. Wow. No, I can understand that. Like, it's, it's a big. It's a big one. It's, because it's not too goofy, but it's, it gets very serious, very real. A lot of bad stuff happens in it. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm trying to think of one that's better, I, I know. and I well, can't. Well, I'm, I'm, like, thinking, like, what are the ones that, like, captured my imagination and, like, kind of hold up? And, like, the... I mean, the original Jungle Book's pretty... It's, it's pro... Oh, man. See the Jungle Book or um, uh, the Robin Hood? Okay. Or... I'll give you Robin Hood. Or uh, Sword in the Stone's pretty great. Mm-hmm. The Sword in the Stone. I'm just assuming those are all Disney. <laughs> I think they are. I think so, too. I remember being very into The Little Mermaid, but I still don't think oh, it's above yeah. The Lion King. Like, it's not to the same caliber. 
Blood Mermaid was pretty good, but it, it kind of lost me when she becomes a human and that whole stuff happens. I'm just imagining, like, you as, like, a little kid being like, oh, see, now you've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie has taken a turn. I musical road, but now that you walk, I'm done. Mom, <laughs> well, can you turn this off? It's really, I'm not liking the direction it's headed in. <laughs> Tanya, you want to reveal your number one choice? Pick. I don't know that I have it's, one. It's hard to be I like, like no, this is my No, but one. I honestly, I don't even know that I, the reason I'm staying quiet is because I don't even know that I remember The Lion King. Whoa, oh. really? Yeah, like I know that I must have seen it. I just. Interesting. Like now that I'm trying to remember like more than just the, like I can't, <laughs> like, you know, no, like, that was like, <laughs> happens. That yeah. was a, for sh- a big one for me. Oh. I don't think I've ever been a big animation person. Even yeah, as a like, child. Yeah. Wow. Because that's the root of your well, hate maybe, of comedy. Maybe you will <laughs> like this live action version. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I still, I think that's kind of weird though. I don't Did know you, if that's you, needed. Were like, you in any way interested in the new Jungle Book? Thank you. I didn't go see it. No. I mean, like I heard it, I heard good things, but I didn't end up. Yeah. It, it didn't. I don't know. There's a lot of movies that come out like that are like marketed to kids or whatever that look cool but I don't see them but I think like yeah if I had a kid like I'd probably go and super enjoy well, this wasn't Jungle Book supposed to be actually quite frightening like was it? they recommended that you didn't take like really really little well, kids like, I, or uh, Idris Elba is like conning it and like yelling at you about nice. killing people or something like that mm. that's pretty sweet but yeah Lion King now is getting after the, again after the big success of the Jungle Book ranked millions I don't know <clears throat> This year, uh, John Favreau's getting a, a second chance at it. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, my throat is starting to go to go away, and I'm gonna probably spend some days in the in the sick bed. Do you want a lozenge? No. Do you want some cough syrup? No. Do you want some water? No. Do you want some tea? No. No. I don't really. Do you want some tea. kind of effervescent beverage? I just had one. It didn't really help. It kind of made it worse. Do you want some honey? No. A little lemon? No. Okay. See how long. Saltwater rinse. Oh, saltwater rinse. Saltwater rinse might do you good. Yeah. Now the funny thing about this, <laughs> this piece of news is that we still don't have a confirmation a confirmation date on Andy Serkis' Jungle Book movie, which was oh, Jungle yeah. Book Origins. It sounded awful. Got announced around the same time as as uh, John Favreau's one, but it's on a very big delay. And I imagine that they're either gonna like canon or something like that. You have to put a little distance between the two, right? Cause, well, because they're different. It's not yeah. Disney, right? But yeah. Trying to be different and whatever, but... But you either have to release them, like, almost at the same time. They were supposed to come out around the same yeah. time. And then Andy Serkis' one got delayed a year, and then it got delayed two years. <laughs> and I'm going to say it's going to get delayed to uh, the toilet. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Love Andy Serkis, though. He's, he's a great guy. <clears throat> yeah. So, guys, SNL's coming back tonight. Finally. We're at the peak of the presidential race in the United States of America, and we need someone to make fun of all, all what's happening. Uh, Lauren Michaels has been making the rounds and interviews and whatnot to say, we're still not going to go straight for this or for this candidate or for this candidate. We're going to present everything equal, and we're going to you know, just make fun of what we can make fun of. Obviously, uh, SNL is getting a lot of attention after Kate McKinnon won that <coughs> Emmy, mm-hmm. that... Did anyone actually? Have I it? almost, I almost chose her, and I was like, I "They won't give it to us SNL." Yeah. and then nobody, nobody we d- did. You did. We, you definitely said that too when we yeah. were thinking. You were like, "SNL's not going to get it," but and I wish, then, but I wish she would. And yeah, then she did, yeah. So I wished, and it came true. Um, <laughs> I did. They get rid of anybody going into this new season? Jay Farrow is gone. What? Terry Killam is gone. Jay Farrow is gone. Both Why? Were Showtime pilots. Okay, but I really liked him, and I selfishly want to claw him back and keep him. No, even though he's, he's moving on to better things. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, Tyron Killam, Jay Farrow are gone. Uh, Alec Baldwin is the big highlight cast of the season because he's going to spend some time with the show playing Mr. Donald J. Trump, Donny Boy himself. And they released some photos in a trailer for it, but the trailer, of course, is not available in Canada because we apparently live in. Yeah, I love when that happens. I'm just like, what? I'm curious to see that, though, because I don't feel like they've nailed a Trump character. Like, you know how, like, 
Tina Fey like is Sarah Palin. Like, do you know what I mean? They yeah. they haven't got that yeah. for Trump, and it's super duper necessary at the moment in my eyes. <laughs> like, you've got to have someone that just kills at it, mm. and I hope he can do it. At first, last year around this time, it was Taron Killam, and then they it pulled them. Great, and they got Daryl Hammond, an old cast member, to yeah get in there, and he was fine. He was just not great. So I can appreciate that they're pulling from outside and being like, okay, none of our cast members can do this. Let's get someone who can do it right. So yeah. I'm hopeful. Have they changed any of the cast since last season? That's what we just talked about. Oh, sorry. So I literally if you would like to join our podcast just fiction faction. Five minutes. <laughs> Damn it. So they pulled two people. Did they add anyone? Uh, not, Some people yeah, who we see, that's know. what I'm trying to, that's what I was trying to say. I'm trying to help them out here. There you go. Good. Some people whose names we probably won't recognize. Good save. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> That's always how it is, right? It's like the people you know, and then at the end it's like who, 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 and who. I'm pretty... S- That's I, true, yeah. I saw yeah. a headline of like, this people are com- joining SNL. I'm like, okay, cool. They're not a... F- they're, they're white people, and it's just people I don't know. So I'm like, yeah. Very is it all white people? Of the new just people? I think so. Uh, not entirely sure, so okay. don't quote me on that. What is the cast up to these days, anyway? Like, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in ages. Right now, who's in the cast? Like, like how many people, roughly? Like, oh, what, like 15? Something like that. Jeez. 10, wow. 15, something like that. It's a good cast. It's just, you know, sometimes they get bogged down by dumb sketches. And well, it's been yeah. a while since they, <laughs> since they had, like, a very good quality asset of writers. Ouch. Well, because after Seth left, he took, he was the bulk head writer for the show, and then he took a bunch of people yeah. to the show. And, like, mm-hmm. John Mulaney isn't there. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a bunch of guys that aren't... Okay, fair enough. Wow. <laughs> you retract your statement? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know who's working on the show. Like, we were, I have no idea. If we were on a debate team, it would just dunk on you right now. <clears throat> Harsh. So, moving on to a uh, piece of news that was, you know, kind of weird coming out. Uh, the new Tim Burton movie. What is it even called? I don't even know. I don't know. You're still here. Yeah, the house is a long one. Miss Pardering something kids. Oh, Miss Pardering school for peculiar, peculiar children. children or yeah. something like that. There you go. So he, he's making the rounds of that interviews, and I think Bustle is asked them about the lack of diversity in his movies in general, being that they couldn't really pinpoint uh, any story with him about a, a character of, of color, and Tamela Jackson is in this movie, and this is like the big... Oh, finally, one. we have someone. But it's playing, Samuel L. Jackson. He's playing the villain. So this is the official quote, and we can all react to it or not, as you may choose to. The question was, why don't you have more diverse characters? Nowadays, people are talking about it more, he says regarding film diversity. But, quote, things either call for things or they don't. I remember back when I was a child watching The Brady Bunch, and they started to get all politically correct. Like, okay... Let's have an Asian child and a black. I used to get more offended by that than just... I grew up watching black exploitation movies, right? And I said, that's great. I didn't go like, okay, there should be more white people in these movies. Uh-huh. End of quote. Mm-hmm. So he took this thing where he could have just been like, you know, I, I've... Uh, so beautifully toned up. I've been, I've been wrong in the past and I'm casting... I casted Sam in this one and I'm going to take some steps to look into it in my future projects. It went on this weird PC rant and kind of just, I don't know, showed how out of touch he is with the world, you know, in a way that kind of explains his movies in, from the past 10 years or something. Anyone feeling bad because they really like Tim Burton or anyone, or we all are no. pretty much the same no. page of, yeah, screw him. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Cool. He's cool sounding real uh, Clint Eastwoody in this yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good comparison. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you. Now, the quote from Samuel Jackson in response to this was interesting in my head. Uh, he said, I had to go back in my head and go, how many black characters have been in Tim Burton movies, Jackson says. And I may have been the first. I don't know. Or the most prominent in that particular way. But it happens the way it happens. I don't think it's any fault of his or his method of storytelling. It's just how it's played out. Tim's a really great guy. <laughs> well, I mean... Which, let's take into consideration, Samuel L. Jackson can say whatever the hell he wants. He's not getting blacklisted any day. Yeah. That's he, true, too. That's he, true. He, gets, he does, like, five movies every year, right? There's, there's no issue with him saying anything that he wants. But, you know, are we following on the same trap of, no, that's just, uh, he's a great guy. He'll try again. Or, mm. You know, when we know that it's all in the casting. <clears throat> he is also old, though. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 You know? Do you think he's not, like, clamoring for for young black actors I mean, I'm work? sure he is. I'm sure he is. But I don't... I think coming from a different generation, he's maybe more used to that ideology. You know? Whether he agrees with it or not. It's... Yeah. Well, there's a difference between, like, the idea that Tim Burton is consciously not casting people of color, mm-hmm. which I don't think I don't think necessarily is the case, right? Like, and clearly Samuel Jackson doesn't think it's the case, and it's just not occurring to him to, yeah, to try, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like he's not. <clears throat> it's not that everybody's saying like you're consciously trying, you're consciously keeping people of color out of your movies. It's just like. Well, his, his default position is like, I'm going to cast this person and this person yeah. and this person. He doesn't think, doesn't try, or doesn't doesn't seem to appear to try to to say like, well, maybe like Miss Peregrine doesn't have to be, you know, a white French lady. Like, could be someone else, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, he has he has 14 writing credits compared to 36 directing credits. So some of the stuff has been adaptations. I think this one is a book. Okay. Yeah, it is. So, this one's a bug. <clears throat> but obviously, some of the some of his other bigger stuff have been on a different level. But it's kind of weird coming out of a guy who's revolutionized this idea of you know being a weird loner, you know, being an outcast, or it's fine to to enjoy the macabre or whatnot. You know, it just sucks to to know that this person is just not interested in in the in this in this thing that is very real in today's world where you don't you know you. It would be ideal if somebody from from his from his high seat could speak about it and say, you know what, yeah, we we we're doing a bad job. We should cast more people of color. We should do this more actively and intensely instead of just passively. Well, you know, we got the guy who we wanted. Yeah, there was some. I'm trying. I can't find it. There was some tweet I read that like because it was you know one of those articles where they tell you all about this and then they show like 50 tweets afterwards. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, uh, and I'm badly paraphrasing, was like, it's not that. Uh, shit, I'm gonna mess this up. Um, it's, what was it? It's like, it's not that, it's not that there's, it's not so distraught. Fuck, I'm I'm really messing up. I can't, anyway, their, their point was like the fact that he seemed like his thing for like, um, having more people of color in his movies, he seems to think like that's something that needs to be forced as opposed to something that you Mm -hmm. just do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like the only way for this to happen is when P is when PC, you know, PC, uh, the PC police force it on you. It seems it's kind of like the tone of his thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it's and not so disturbing that part. he doesn't have people of color in his movies. It's that he thinks someone has to force him to yeah. do it for it to happen. Like yeah. that's that, that the only time that happens is when it's forced. Like that's pretty shitty. Yeah. yeah that so, it wouldn't even yeah. occur to him otherwise. I wish yeah. I could, I wish I had the actual tweet in front of me because it was worded really well, but. You get a gist, I guess. There's a very good piece about that that kind of goes into that and reviews the movie as well, the latest one, which seems very bland, from The Verge by uh, Tasha Robinson. It's pretty good, so I, mm-hmm. would, I would recommend that. <clears throat> Speaking of things I would recommend, uh, we should do a little preview of Luke Cage. The season's out, all of it, and as you know, the Netflix model is digest all of it right now, please, and tweet about it. Did you finish the first episode? No, I'm still oh, okay. at we're my halfway mark. We're digesting very the, early the on. Very we only have watched one episode this morning. I didn't get to it this morning yet. Mm. It literally just came out yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 We're, we're not we're like behind out, so. or anything. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, we're already behind when you can see like review for episode seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. I know. Stop well, like it. on my like on my way out to the to press club last night, I was like flipping through Twitter and like, you know, you know, how they give you like the like those highlights. Oh uh, yeah. So I was flipping through that, and one of them is like hashtag Luke Cage or, so, or whatever it was, right? And and there's literally I. I don't remember if it was Wired or maybe it was The Verge or something, but it's like they're live tweeting their reviews of I it as the they binge it, and I'm yeah. like, "What the hell? Like, <laughs> nobody, nobody that. wants this. No. This isn't this isn't like an, a live TV program. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, The Verge. I think The Verge do that. They do like the weekend binge and join us and. Imagine yeah. getting paid for that though. Yeah, seriously. Like, anytime I get paid to live tweet, I'm like, really? You're, yeah. You want to give me money to do this? Okay. I mean, I'll, it's Looks fine. Like sit but... at home in your pajamas yeah. watching Luke Cage and live tweet it. Yeah. Like, that's the dream. Yeah, but you have to, I think you have to interact with the people. Oh, yeah. Live tweeting back to you and stuff. So That's cool. 
Do we have any initial impressions? You having watched half an episode, us having watched one, just like... How you feel? Loose. I mean, I'm liking it so far. Uh, I got as far as, like, after the the sex scene with... Oh. What's her name? <laughs> yeah. And that was, like... And then I stopped, and then I had to come out to press club. But, yeah. Uh, so uh, I probably missed, like, a great ending or something. Brian really, really liked it. I really like it. I liked it as well, but my... And this may also because I was, like, very sleepy while watching it this morning, but my first thought was just, like, yeah, this is good, but I'm not as into this as Jessica Jones. Like, I I remember watching Jessica Jones and being like, can we keep going? Can we watch more? Yeah. And this one, I was like, yeah, like, I'm ready to get up and go and do something else. Like, not that it wasn't good, it's just it hasn't hooked me. I will agree with you that from the minute I started Jessica Jones, I was like... I have to finish this. Like, yeah. this, you know, whereas, well, I mean, it might have been because it was a female protagonist. It, like, I'm, like, I'm I thinking that too. I might more, just prefer a you female know, protagonist. Like a, you know, just the, although that's not really historically my perception though. I usually prefer shows with a male lead. I agree. Yes. So now too. I'm like, I usually tend to, rela- to relate or be more <laughs> intrigued. And I don't know if that's just what's pre- because, like, statistically, because there's more there. of a chance yeah. that you because there's more yeah, male true. leads. But yeah, I will agree that it's takes a. I feel like a lot more for me to be really connected to a female lead, which yes. I don't know what that says about. Well, me. I think it's because a lot of shows with female leads, or even just that have prominent female characters, tend to portray them in a way that, as women, we're like, ugh. Yeah. So I think to do it right sometimes is what is all it takes to be like, okay, this is a good mm-hmm. character, and then I you agree. like the show. So you didn't have like an eye roll moment at Jessica Jones in the first episode, where it's like, this is a terrible representation of women, is what you're saying. Like, like you, you watched that first episode and you didn't have a, like, ugh. Yeah, 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 this is, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. so Correct. unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. this is definitely written by a dude, you know, that yeah. moment where yes. you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I still really liked it. It's, it's, um, I don't know if I told told you guys because I started Daredevil and I just never finished it. I kept uh, yeah. wanting to love Daredevil more than I did and I don't know what it was that didn't didn't get me. Did you start it after you'd watched um, Jessica Jones? Yeah. Okay. Why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, no, Is it like, once you watch Jessica Jones, it's like... No, it's, it's just it's a, different, it's a like... different tone and kind of a different pace, right? Like, because like, that was the thing with, with me and Jessica Jones. Like, I knew I was going to watch the whole thing, and I was committed anyway. You did it the other way but, around. But, yeah, because I watched Daredevil. Daredevil came out first. And then, yeah, and yeah. then when it, I'd watched Daredevil when it came out, and then when Jessica Jones came out, I watched it, right? But, like, Daredevil... The first episode's got like a bunch of fight scenes. Like it just kind of drops you right into the right into action, more or less. And yeah, Jessica Jones a, starts out as a drama. I don't think there's any. Which is what I think I episode, like about right? Jessica mm-hmm. Jones because I'm not super usually uh, drawn to the like big action right. F- thing, right? Like it's not usually my thing. But I went in for like it's a Marvel thing. So like, like I mean, all their movies and their like ABC TV shows have action in every episode. Like, every act, there's some action or something, right? Because it's an action franchise. Yeah. And then Daredevil came out on Netflix, and it was a slower, more deliberate pace, but there were still, like, these big action set mm-hmm. pieces. But they were, like, very claustrophobic ones. because they're not super. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're not superhero ones. They're just a dude beating the shit out of some uh-huh. other dude, right? So they're they're much closer, much tighter. Like, they happen in, like, a very small space. They all happen like like mm-hmm. in a big open field where you're flipping around, fighting people, shooting people with lasers or some shit. Yeah. Like, so you know, so it was still a bit of that, but it was a different. It was very different from the rest of the Marvel stuff. And I was like, oh, this is really cool, and I was so jazzed for that. And then I watched Jessica Jones, and it's like they've. So if 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 Daredevil was a step away from the rest of the Marvel cinematic universe this in terms Jessica of like was yeah it was, wasn't even further yeah. step away so it was just which it I was okay took with. me a little more to get into yeah not having that like uh you know I don't I didn't really know much about the Marvel franchise to, to begin with like I didn't have that expectation right. where it's like of course there's gonna be like I'm going into this expecting a lot of action I'm always more drawn to like the drama yeah. side of things so that's why jessica jones was so much more appealing to me so yeah i, I don't know why daredevil never gripped me it might have been the amount of fight scenes 
But I also just don't think I connected to him as a character as much as I connected to, to Jessica. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I yeah. Also, like, now I'm sitting here thinking more about it. Like, what else, like, in Luke Cage was I just kind of, like, eh about? Because, again, it was good. Like, I want to keep watching it. But, um, oh, yeah, you got to this point because you got to the sex scene was yeah. what you got. So a chunk, like, a, a portion of it was, like, kind of, like, him like hitting on her and flirting with her and taking her home and kind of insulting her a little bit. Yeah, that was, was that kind weird? of a that was kind of a sizable chunk of the episode was like watching Luke Cage like pick up a woman and take her home. And I don't know if that really entices me. Yeah, yeah. There, do you know what I mean? Like, and like, I don't know. The way he was doing it too bothered me. Like, I, he always like saved himself where it looked like half an insult, but and then it ended up being like, oh no, but I actually mean this. But it's just like being a woman. I've been in that position so many times where I'm just like, if you're being a dick to me, I like you're being a dick. I don't care how you save yourself. I, so uh, I think that bothered me the way they went about it too. I think I just um, might have a thing where like repeatedly watching scenes of, like, guys picking up women, mm. like, just doesn't do it for me. Like, we watched Mad Men, and I really like Mad Men. Mad I mean, Men's that's a great I'm... show, but at a certain point, by the end, and Brian is aware of this because we watched it together, I was like, every time he was picking up a new woman, I was like, can we fucking you know stop? What? Like, like, I think that's I always what kept me from watching Mad Men. It didn't bother me for a really long time, but then by fucking seven seasons later, I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Not you so much, fuck a lot of women. Yeah, like, not can so we much the on? picking up women, yeah. but just, like, the treatment of yeah. women, you know, as it devices. Just, and I'm, yeah. So, I don't know. I know I'm not saying a lot of positive things about it, because I did enjoy a lot I, of it. Yeah, it was It's like, just I'm trying to pick out the reasons why I didn't leave it being in the same way where Brian was like, that was really great. I didn't leave it thinking that. And so those are kind of my things I can think of. It's funny because you made me think about it more. Like at first I was like, yeah, it's pretty decent. And then now you're talking and I'm like, (laughs) was it? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. It was like I did the same thing with like Jessica Jones or Daredevil, right? Like when I I left it like, that was awesome. And then I think about it more later. I'm like, yeah, that's a few flaws, but it was all right. And And then I listened to, and then if I talk, like have a conversation about it or like listen to a podcast or something where people are having a conversation about it and then it kind of gets nitpicked a bit more and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, there's yeah. very few things yeah. that I can like defend outright that like, no, I loved it and nothing yeah. you can say will change my opinion. Like what? Uh, girls. I okay. love girls. You can't. Okay. There's nothing you can do. Fair. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> I loved Civil War, but I also, I only watched it the once in theater. So I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Or, or me too, but I, I just yeah. had the Blu-rays and uh, I can watch it all the time. I just, I'm just, it's on demand. I'm probably going to watch it again. I know I'm going to watch it again, but I'm like, I wonder, I'm sure, I mean, I'm positive I'm still going to love it, but I'm just like, I wonder how many things I see when I rewatch it, but I'm like, that's kind of shit. And here's like, the one that's thing, a weird plot. Here's the one thing I'll say after a rewatch of Civil War. Weird camera work sometimes. Feels really like oh. amateurish. Also in Luke Cage, they keep shooting from like the bottom up and it bothers, it annoys me. They keep like shooting it. like up at people. Yeah. Once or twice sprinkled in is fine, but they did it too much that I that I became aware of it. Mm. I don't, I don't it's know. Supposed to know who's it, who's the big, the, you know, make yeah. them look tall and strong and stuff. Yeah, but it's just. Like, I mean, they don't really need any help. Is there a big? I assume there's some big action sequence later on in the episode. No, that really, was, no. Yeah, that was the other no. thing. I was like, it starts pretty, I don't know, slower there's, than I expected. There's not. There's, like, one action bit at the very end, and it's, like, not even really much. Which is weird, because, like, the whole trailer for it is action, is just action, action, Well, I think action, the rest action, will be a lot more action-y. Yeah. I think it had to build you into... Yeah. And that's the and thing And Jessica is, Jones didn't do that. Like, the trailers for Jessica Jones weren't... No. Were, like, you'd see her, like, hold a guy up for a second and then put him down or something, because he's, like, fucking with her on the street or whatever, but... They didn't try to sell that as an action movie. Well, I think Not we're, really. we're facing the, the the issue of Daredevil is just straight action, right? He yeah. his powers are straight beat just up, beat straight fighting. Up. That's his thing. Yeah. That's it. You're going for it. Season two added the Punisher. That's even more action. God, With so, Jessica Jones, so excited for a Punisher show. That will happen. It's gonna be. I know it's gonna be so good. Jessica Jones, you face the thing of her powers reach a higher level. Yeah, 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 that's true. She has powers. She yeah, has yeah. extreme abilities that. If we're on the regular basis, going to show that that show is going to cost a bloodline level of money. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's a lot of CG. Smartly <laughs> enough, you focus on the drama and the detective work and the pace of the case, which is yeah. what that show was about. And, and I her want, personal, like, she doesn't want power. She doesn't want to use them. Like, yeah. like, in the comics, the whole reason she's Jessica Jones is because she retires from being a superhero. She's like, this is fucking dumb. 
and yeah. just checks out and like raises a family and stuff like or eventually or eventually <laughs> yeah but it's like so yeah the whole the whole crux of the character is it's someone who doesn't want to be a superhero <laughs> and Luke Cage is in my opinion so far at least after the first episode again, he doesn't want to be either right we're, me- we're meeting it halfway where at any time he can activate it and his powers are not crazy level where he just you know his skin is unbreakable and he can pretty much beat anyone but it's about the drama as well for me at least right now that there's a case there's a very interesting case happening with you know illegal money and someone trying to be more than they want to be and politicians trying to get out of the system what they want yes but now that you're saying that i'm realizing that that storyline that they're portraying in the first episode it doesn't really make me connected to luke cage at all no you're not you're not making me feel for the main character because you're telling a story about other people mm-hmm. exactly but i feel like that Again, I'm, I'm trusting the show blindly. I know. Yeah, no, I, I'm I sure it'll get there. I'm just, I keep thinking of things that are making me disconnected. It'll get there, but I feel pretty happy that we get stories sometimes where, you know, it's not predestined that this is the one rival against the other. Like on the first episode, the main bad guy, um, <coughs> uh, sorry, Remy from House of Cards kind of just grabs Luke Cage and goes, you want a job? You want to join us? You look like a big guy. And Luke, without even knowing what's going on, who, what, you know, he can have a pretty good idea of what dirty business are happening, but he doesn't really care. He doesn't really notice it. He just wants to be left the hell alone. It's like, no, I'm out. The fact that just having that interaction in this world means that later on they'll be like, oh, you were the one who did this and you were the one who's trying to stop me. And now we got to face each other in this way, whatever way that, that, that takes form. I'm stoked for that kind of story. And it's very beautifully realized on the world that it's that it's telling on, on Harlem and I've read some interviews with the director where you know at the time of uh, picking the choice picking the, 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 the settings for the camera and everything else they really wanted to shoot there nowhere else like nowhere to look outside and you can tell right away from the from the people in the, in the camera from the people uh, walking alongside Luke and whatnot so I love the realization of the world and I'm, a, I'm really I'm really liking the fact that it's half Action, half drama. I'm enjoying the storyline with the congresswoman. Yeah, I mean, that's... I'm I'm into that part of it more so I think than him at this point. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, because you you know you get the Luke Cage is the title of the show. Yeah, you expect it all about him and how he's gonna do this and how he's gonna do that. But right now he's at a place in his life where he just you know he doesn't want to interact with anyone. He doesn't want anyone to know who he is. He doesn't want any of that stuff to happen or anything to come out his way. He just wants to do the dishes, just wants to get, get, do his work. Sweep the hair. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> pay his rent. Yeah. So the fact that all of this stuff is going to come to him later as because, you know, he's a hero and he must do all the other stuff. I'm, I'm really excited for that moment. So I'm really excited for Claire Temple to show up. Well, that too. <laughs> and, you know, the agent who, who, who sleeps with Luca, uh, her name and... Misty Knight, she's a tremendous character. She's like an incredible character from the books. And she's the one who started the Heroes for Hire, who are like, basically Luke Cage in the comic books, he's part of that where, you know, they, they ask for money to, to do superhero stuff. But in this, Luke is so righteous and such a, such a, you know, I'm gonna save you and I'm gonna do what I can and I don't need anything else in, in, in return. So I'm excited to see how their relationship works around. And of course, Claire Temple. And I wouldn't be too shocked if they had a Jessica Jones cameo. Or yeah, I'm kind of waiting for that. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's going to come up towards the end, if anything. Yeah. There's apparently a really badass scene coming up with uh, Claire Temple and Misty, but... Well, she. I, I just I just saw something on Tumblr, and I'm like, I don't need I don't know I don't need know what it is. Yeah. But apparently, it's really badass. I read a review that she, Claire Temple is more and more on the path of becoming Night Nurse. So. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> so that's Luke Cage. We'll obviously have more to talk about once we actually finish the whole thing. Another thing coming out th- this weekend, Westworld. This is the big, big HBO mm-hmm. production, hundreds of millions of dollars. Jonathan Nolan wrote it and produced it with J.J. Abrams. Lots of lots of uh, famous actors are in it. Yeah, the cast looks quite good. Yeah, I'm excited mostly about the cast, partially because I still don't 100% know what it's about. Oh, really? 
Mm. Like, no. You don't know the gist of it? I don't think so. I meant, I kept meaning, like, I would see the trailers. Do you want to know? Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to look it up and, again, I get home and then I'm like, eh. It's like, essentially, they've created an alternate, like, kind of a, like, a fake reality um, where it's like all, it's like a Western setting, right. but it's like real people. And it looks as though they've created these people. No. Yeah. I think it's like a, like sort of androids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, and what, like what, like what, and they control what they do or think Jurassic world. Yeah. But it's people coming and pay a lot of money to, to have their West to world be able adventure. to do whatever they want in that world. So it's like guys, you know, they come and they pay and they get to be inserted into this like alternate reality um, where they can like be a gunslinger, be a crazy person, sleep be, with all these women. But it's like these these people in the world, some of them are actual people that have been created for it. And it and it seems to to allude that like they're going to start to realize that it's not real. Okay. These people that have been created, you know. So it's interesting. like that. Yeah, um, that was kind of the gist I got, but I wasn't sure. It looks was. super interesting, and the cast is really good. I'm mostly mm. just apprehensive because I know there's going to be some rape, and I'm just mm. always like, uh, like no. wait, do you know what I mean? When you when there's a movie or a show that comes out, and you're just like, you know, there's a rape scene coming. Where I, are you getting that from? Like, where am I getting that there's rape? Or I feel like I've read. Um, I feel like I have too. I've I've read that um, I I believe that Evan Rachel Woods' character gets mm. gets raped. You know where she's getting like dragged off in the trailer. I yeah. believe that's it. Mm. Um, but I mean, if okay, let's just think about this in like a larger way. You're creating a world uh, where like presumably men are coming in to pay to live in this world where there's a bunch of women. Like they really allude. That it's that part of the reason that people are paying for this is to come and have sex with the women. Mm-hmm. I also have to assume that you know I just You're from what get some creeps. And yeah, like, exactly. Like psychos, yeah. So it's like even before reading that, seeing the trailer, I was like, "This is going to happen," and then reading that. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to go down. So that is always just something that makes me nervous. To, yeah. It's hard to digest. I don't like to see it done in the wrong way, so it just makes me nervous for it. But otherwise, it looks great. I think it, I might be totally wrong, but I think like because it's based on a set night like 1973 movie that's based mm-hmm. on a Michael Crichton novel. Yeah, uh-huh. and I think like the bad or one of the bad guys in the movie is like one of the robots is kind of self-aware and is yeah. like, this shit doesn't matter and just is, becomes a psycho killer. Yeah. Mm. And I th- so I think that's one of the bad guys. I think, did you guys watch Dollhouse? No. No? None of you? Yeah, okay. I watched some episodes, but I don't have a... There's like, so the premise of Dollhouse is like, they have all these people that volunteer or they're hired for like a span of time and they, they get their memory, their minds erased and they get, um, so they're just blank slates. And so... Essentially, it's kind of like a prostitution thing, mm-hmm. but not always. Mm-hmm. So they get rented out to billionaires and stuff, and then they get whatever these personalities and memories and stuff implanted for the duration of their stay, and then they go back to the dollhouse where they're wiped again, and then they just live on as these blank slates in their dollhouse until they get rented out again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bad guy, I mean, there's a couple bad guys, there's the main corporation ever, but like the, the scary psycho bad guy is Alan, tu- uh, I think it's played by Alan Tudyk, at least for a bit. And um, he's he's one of the um, blank slates that like has like some snaps and he kind of half remembers things, and so he winds up mm-hmm. just like super psycho, and just has no regard for anything. So he just goes around trying to kill everybody, but he's also like obsessed with one of the other blank slates, who's like she's, it's her. It's, the series is about her, mm-hmm. right? So so he's always trying to kind of like kill people around her and like, but he he's in love, thinks he's in love with her. So I might, anyway, all this to say, I feel like that's probably a good chunk of the, Mm -hmm. of the story here is like these, these artificial beings in Westworld, like start, are kind of self-aware, or at least a couple of them are. And like Mm -hmm. one of them just goes a little batshit crazy and starts killing people. And, but probably I'm assuming there's a love story between artificials that, but they're not allowed to be like, the the trailer looks a little bit like Evan Rachel Woods character starts to figure it out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think she's kind of the, 
the, the main yeah and the whole thing because like in Dollhouse the main that main character um, it's um, Eliza Dushku yeah um, like oh, she, her, her yeah. thing is like she keeps remembering and they have to wipe her again yeah so like it, the whole thing is like she's slowly coming out of it and like the wipes aren't working properly so even after they wipe her she still remembers things yeah and that's what happened with that guy that's why he went nuts mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be again I wouldn't be surprised there's similar kind of plot points and devices in this thing yeah the main things that are that are interesting right off, out of jumping from the trailer alone is that uh, the relationship between Anthony Hopkins and Jeffrey Wright Anthony Hopkins is playing the guy who created everything Robert Ford in, in this show and and Jeffrey Wright seems to be like you know his apprentice or whatever and they're both having big discussions about what they're doing and the, the right or wrong of, of their work Ed Harris plays the, the man in black who is the one who's self-aware who knows that either something's going on or he has to do something and either screws up with the world by killing everyone or tries to get at something bigger. So I imagine he'll be presented as the villain in this case, but having discussions yeah. with David and Rachel Wood later on of what this really is. James Marsden's in the show, which I completely forgot about. I think he's just playing a guy who pays to get in and either mm-hmm. he's going to get killed right away or becomes part of the revolution. Dandy so, Newton's in it too, right? Dandy Newton. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson's in it? Yep. Oh, I had no idea. All ten episodes. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Who's Andy Newton? How did I miss that? Uh, she is... Have you watched Gotham? Oh, Th- Tandy Newton. Sorry, I thought you said Sorry. Andy. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I missed the first... So I was like, who's Andy Newton? I don't know who this guy is. Never mind. But yeah, certainly the trailers have focused on even Rachel Wood kind of realizing something's... You know, the tag is something's wrong with this world. Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins shutting her down with, you know, you're fine, like, you know, you're, you're my creation, everything's, everything's good. I like how some of the shots are really scary, like, watching, uh, walking in the creation of the lab room and whatnot, mm-hmm. and some of the bodies are moving or whatnot, and scenes of d- them dumping AI bodies in, in, a, in a room specifically. So I'm very excited to see how it goes with the show. Obviously, it, had, it went through a lot of pre-production issues. It was costing a lot of money, and then they had to stop and pick it up again. But there's a lot of big names in this in this in the show again. J.J. Abrams, Jonathan Nolan. So hopefully, good things come out of. I've some reviews are like saying that it's the next Game of Thrones. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So hold hold your expectations. Yikes! That's uh. I mean, it doesn't like, say much for the race the there. <laughs> no. On the yeah. grand scheme, HBO big show. That's that's what they mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find. We'll see. I guess. Not necessarily any incestuous relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't rule it out, kids. Uh, well, now it's time for James' favorite time of the of the show. We're hopping on the trailer train. This Choo-choo. week, this week around, <laughs> we only watched uh, a couple of new trailers, starting with uh, the big one, the new trailer for the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find the Movie. The is it a prequel of Harry Potter? Yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a prequel. prequel. It's like yeah. thousands of years before. No. <laughs> it's, it's, like the, it's like in the 20s or something yeah. thousands um, of years I'm realizing like I I don't like the this longer trailer as much as I liked the initial like teaser trailer yeah um I don't know this one's strange for me because I like was I'm a big Harry Potter fan like I grew up reading those books and then like loving the movies like it's like a huge part of my growing up and in childhood so it's weird for me now to see them kind of continuing on it and finding different avenues and continuing the franchise because I feel like I've really coped with it being done. Mm. And, like, the last movie was the end of it, and I don't know. Like, I'm excited and I'll see it, and I'm intrigued. It doesn't look bad to me. It's just I don't know if I'm going to be able to disassociate it from the franchise that I've that I grew up with and like have mourned the loss of. Right, because the big question for this movie is do our audiences interested enough to come back to the world with yeah. no Do I care when there's no Harry Potter and there's no Voldemort and there's no like those all the key players that you're that you love are gone. Yeah. Do you still care about the magic world? And I don't know I'm not sure that I I don't know. Because mm-hmm. they also don't really, like, make you love the main character in this trailer. 
Like, I don't know what he's saying half the time. Oh, God. There's <laughs> so much mouth in that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand a single thing he said. No. Maybe the word maybe or something, like, I managed to pull. They're going to play him as the goofiest clown ever. Like, he's just, like, always yeah. getting himself in issues, and everyone doesn't realize how he gets out of them, but secretly, yeah. like, really smart and whatnot. I, I like <clears throat> Catherine... Is that her name? Catherine Watterson? She was in Inherent Vice. Oh, Okay. I like her, but she, if she, if the whole movie she's just spending time nagging or like, mm. like, I told you not to do this. Yeah, I told I you not to do that. Why didn't you do this? Where she, where, whereas she could like, I don't know, she's such a tremendous act, actor, so and I'd be, I'd be intrigued to see her do a more interesting role than just... I no. I also feel like these movies, like, just, just, just like strictly due to the universe that they're set in, um, they have the ability to like come off a little cheesy at certain points or a mm-hmm. little like, do you know what I mean? Like a little too much for you to delve into. Yeah. And I feel like with the Harry Potter movies, I could like, I could brush off any cheese. Because I can br- cared about Because I cared and I was like, no, it's the book. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, this is a story. And it's not the same thing with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really easily irritated by, by cheese factor in, in general, in any <laughs> movie. I'm like, it's not hard to get me to like roll my eyes at something. So I'm also a little bit worried about that because I don't have a connection to it as much. It also like it doesn't from the trailer. It looks like you don't have the like part of the fun of Harry Potter is you're watching these kids try to beat adults, and the kids yeah. are are still learning the magic. And even once they learn it, they're not necessarily able to do it correctly all the time. Like so there's <clears throat> they're out they're outmatched at every turn, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whereas in this one, it looks like. They're maybe they're outnumbered, but they're not out necessarily outmatched. Like he's like you see him like like zipping around and like teleporting and turning into a lightning bolt and reappearing over here and stuff like. Like this is a guy who has full control of his magic. Like I guess his suitcase full of monsters busted open and they got out. But like so he's a little bumbling maybe. But this isn't you're not going to see that same level of like we don't know how to do it and we have to figure it out. I, also, I don't think. I also I feel like they're doing a weird job of telling me exactly what the, the problem in the story is. Like, you see a Harry Potter trailer, you're like, okay, I get it. Like, there's this kid, he's fighting this. Like, you, I'm watching this and I'm like, so why? Like, I feel like they haven't, like, is the thing just that his monsters got the loose? Like, thing, is that the whole thing? The main thing is that he goes to New York and the monsters get loose and then some... I don't know how Colin Farrell is going to be like. Yeah, I don't, gonna know, I don't know how I'm going to take Colin Farrell seriously is also another problem. But the fact that they don't let his, his accent shine is the true shame of this movie. Yeah. He's going to be talking in an American accent. It's just like if you're going to have, for me, if you're going to have a movie set in like a fantasy world, it has to have like a really real kind of plot and like real, like like Harry Potter was had such a like this kid versus this guy and like this whole concept of like loss of his pain like it had real shit to it do you know what i'm saying like it had a truth to it and a darkness to it that people can grasp this just almost feels like my monsters are loose what do we do an excuse to go back into the world and it's like is there what is like that line of of reality that people can take from this and not just see it for a magical it seems like the whole like, yeah, the monsters get loose in that, but I feel like the, the main thrust of the plot in this is just there's the people who want magic to be this underground thing. Like, mm-hmm. we don't show the muggles or whatever they call them in this. Cause they, there's yeah, some, they, call, they have another some slang throwaway term. line where it's like, we call them something different here anyway. Yeah. But, like, um, yeah, like, we, you know, you keep magic away from them. They're not, they're not to see it, et cetera. Yeah. And then... Um, and then there's Colin Farrell and his group that are like, you know, we should rule the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a bit of a like X-Men thing. Like mm-hmm. we should just live under the radar and like be chill and yeah, be peaceful versus like the Magneto character who's like, we should, we're better than them. We should rule over them. Mm-hmm. And then like, th- that seems to be the main thrust, which again, like, okay, but yeah, what, like, yeah. Do you know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like that's cool, but like, what do I connect? Like to? that wasn't that was a, that was that was there in the Harry Potter series exactly. too. But it wasn't like the focus of, no. the, of the action. Exactly. Right? So it's it's I don't know. The, one of the things that jumps out at me like right away is that the tag for the movies, the Adventures of Writers, Newt Scamander in New York's secret community of witches and wizards, seventy years before Harry Potter reads his book in school. 
This is related to Harry yeah. Potter. Please remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. Who the hell is this guy? It's the book that... I remember that, the book. Like, it's eats, the book that eats stuff, and it's like... Rah, 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 monster and it like, is a little monster. It's in itself, the, third, the book. It's in the third movie. Yeah. What does it? What does it do though? Like, what's the? It's like, it, like it has a. It's like a the big book, and it has a thing that keeps it shut on. Yeah, and yeah. then he gets it open, and it, the reason he had to shut it is because it has a mouth, and it like eats stuff because it's a monster. It doesn't play a big part. It's no. just like a gag in the movie. It's, like it's if, not a thing where like this movie's gonna end, and Harry's gonna close the book. And it, <laughs> I was dying. So this wasn't a book where like Harry reads something that he no. needs to no, know. No, this is so, literally okay. so just like, like a the side finished, thing. Finished. Yes. Connection, thread. yes, yeah. wow. absolutely. They might, maybe they'll find a way to connect it further, just just that's to so appease. Weird. Well, that's the fans. thing. It's not just... even like this is the book where they find out about the guild no. read or no. something. No. Like it's not even something they use. No, no, that's terrible. It's just an yeah. excuse to go out and print some money. Yeah, it's like not even the rogue one of this series. <laughs> no, not it's not quite the rogue one. I I'll agree with that. So I'm a little nervous about it. I'm a little nervous to revisit like the world that I loved and have it crushed before my eyes. <laughs> It looks like it'd be, like, a fun movie just to yeah. go and, like, watch shit happen. Yeah. But, you know. It's just, yeah. And watch him just, like, loop around yeah, all the place. Yeah, just watch all the fun effects happen. Maybe Rocket in 3D or something. <clears throat> all right, another trailer we quickly watched. Fences. This is the Denzel Washington movie with Viola Davis, and it seems like a your drama of a relationship strain with time and a kid. Uh, the trailer is really good. It it's was a very good trailer. I'm getting very tr- tired of the thing in the trailers. It's like <sighs> building up to something and then the big line of someone that's going to be getting, played at the I thought Oscar. that was just that was the sound of him sawing wood. It starts with it starts with that, but then in the, with the football, I, th- I thought I heard the, someone like breathing heavy into yeah. it. Yeah, maybe. Anyways. I'm I'm getting bored of trailers that tell me everything about the story, and I think that this gives you it does what trailers I I believe are meant to do, which is just give you a very quick yeah. look into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so this is going to be a story about their relationship, and that's all you need to know. Yeah. I don't need to know. And you need the to have themselves in it. And yeah, Viola that's it. Same. And you get a snippet of the dialogue and the acting, and that's good enough for me. I don't need to go in there um, predicting yeah. the ending. I thought it was a really good trailer as well, but James said that he felt like he watched the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was which like, is like bizarre. I felt the opposite. I feel yeah. like a lot of trailers do that, where you feel like you've watched the whole movie, but this one was good because it just gave you that. And it focused so much on just that dialogue between the, the father and son, and yeah. then a bit at the end of the mother and father mm-hmm. it didn't like cut from scene to scene to scene to scene it pretty it kept you pretty well true, in that yeah. moment right mm-hmm. yeah now the one thing i'm worried about and not a big worry but denzel is the director oh so interesting <laughs> we could you know you know I'm, I'm not saying anything bad i'm just saying let's, has he directed before precaution i'm sure he has uh he has four credits to himself Great Debaters in 2007 and Antoine Fisher in 2002. No, Antoine okay. And an yeah. episode of Grey's Anatomy. Just one. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Just wanted to try it one out. One was enough. So, you know, let's. Let, uh, I want to be cautious. Just I heard it was also a play that they did, right? Yeah, uh, him, based and, on, him and I just Viola saw that. Yeah. Did, a, they both did a run got of it. Tony's yeah. for it. Oh, okay. So to me, it feels like a thing of. Well, you know, we got the Tony for it. Let's, let's go open for on Broadway. If we make this movie, leave space open on your mantle. Yeah, you might get some more hardware to put up. And it was yeah, it opened in on Broadway in '87, winning Tony Awards for Best Play, Best Actor for James Earl Jones, Best Featured Actress for James Mary Earl for Jones. Mary Alice. The revival opened in 2010, winning the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Play, Best Actor Denzel Washington, and Best Actress Viola Davis. So, so there you just go. 2010. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, for them. Yeah. That's Originally, 87. Right. Yeah. The, the trailer um, reminded me of what a damn shame it is that Viola Davis doesn't have an Academy Award. I know. I was going to say, like, I will go just okay. for her, just just to see that performance. Yeah. You got anything more to add to that, Tanya? Because I felt like an intro. <coughs> Excuse me. No. No, it's cool. No, you know what, James? You're not excused. <laughs> the last trailer we Get saw out of my house. was uh, <laughs> King Cobra. <laughs> just saying the title makes me laugh. Uh, this is uh, this seems like your your classic story of things going wrong and getting worse with a male porn star. Your classic story. Your classic <laughs> story. <laughs> Down in his luck, that old chestnut. Porn. You know, 
I don't often say this because I'm often like, you know, there's too many stories about men, but I'm actually kind of happy to see um, a man being exploited in a sexual way in a film instead kinda, of a woman. Kind of, yeah. Well, that's the thing that really caught me about it because it, it's very similar to Cherry from a couple years ago, that which was basically the same thing, but from the other angle, had yeah. Heather Graham in it in the Christian Slater role. And, you know, young guy gets into the porn business, into the gay porn business, and is starting to get pulled apart by two forces, which is, uh, I was going to say Rami Malek, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris is uh, Slater? Yeah. 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 Chris is Slater from Mr. Robot fame, tapping into that crazy look into the camera and say your mind thing and I, I control you. And James Franco... Tapping into the uh, spring break. Into that crazy spring break vibe. Which I'm so over. I'm so over this persona that he seems to play in every movie. Even uh, yeah. if it suits this movie. Like, I feel like it would suit this role. Yeah. But I'm just... I'm just tired of seeing that James Franco. That type of James Franco. You know? I'm, I'm very intrigued by the trailer. It's a very good, like, fast... You know, get in, get out trailer. But uh, the only thing I'm, uh, you know... A lot of concern is that the kid himself wouldn't get to meet him much. So if in it, the trailer? If it becomes a thing of like the neon demon of, it's just because she's so beautiful, that's why everyone loves him. Like, is there just that one scene where some guy's like, oh, his videos are blowing up. Okay. That's it? Is that it? Is that well, it's based think? on a true story where someone... You mean gets... the incredible true story? Yeah, I kind of hate when they do that. But no, like it is actually... It's a mind-blowing true... Like, let me watch it and I'll fucking <laughs> tell you if it's incredible. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know who's who's directing it, but it seems pretty stylish. The colors, the color palette in it is really good. Justin Kelly, sorry, is the director. He's also the writer, and he did pretty much nothing else before that. <laughs> there are a couple shorts uh, and a movie called I Am Michael. Cool. But nothing more than that. So it'll be an interesting. Which show- also has James Franco showcase mm, for him. He, oh, also, really? he likes Franco. I like James Franco. I just do. He's all right. Even when he's being fucking crazy in Spring Breakers, I'm like, I'm into it. That I'm buying it. That wasn't like his greatest role. By no, but I was standards. like, I was still like. But it was a Harmony Korean movie. So. Like, like, yeah. It was like the same. I felt like it was the same scene over and over again. And I'm like, am I. Spring Breakers? Am I high? I didn't finish. I wish I was high. I didn't finish Spring Breakers. That movie was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. But so he, was, he was my favorite part of that movie, though. The girls were like, okay, I, I don't have a favorite part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. It's just the cornrows alone. Uh, I didn't sell you. Come on. So, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for us today. Uh, we'll have to come back, do a re-up about Quarry. We have to catch up on the latest <sighs> episode. It's still a pretty good show. And <laughs> on this Quarry. This Cinemax show that we talked about last time around. I've already forgotten. With Trey from the OC. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I know how to get your attention. <laughs> Remember the OC? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> There's other things too. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is is prominent. Building <laughs> building on the fake conflict we haven't really addressed between Bailey and I about the divide that we have on this show. I've come around on it, so I have new takes on it. Okay. So we'll we'll have to chat about that. Yeah. I didn't know that you guys were divided. I Just you... on one particular issue. Did you mention this? No, we were going to get to it we, today, oh, okay. but there's no time. <laughs> we, we did say it last time, and James was like, oh, that's interesting. We'll be for next time. Oh, okay. But <laughs> so no. we'll, we'll next, have to, next time. We'll have to hold, hold Let's see how many weeks that. we can string this along. Yeah. Yeah. Really the like, suspense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the Tony, actual, Tony like, will be on the edge of his seat listening to <laughs> <laughs> uh, We also bring out some new thoughts on Atlanta, which keeps being real as good. So good. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll bring you some of the impressions of Westworld and tonight's SNL. And some VIF movies. We're going to see some VIF movies. We're going right. to try to see as many as possible and well, before next week. At the Vancouver International Film Festival. Thanks. Let's not, let's not assume Thanks. everybody listening. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're catching like up. Why am I the bad guy here? <laughs> well, I feel like we can... People know, two what, two people like know what TIFF, TIFF is. So they're going to go VIF. Yeah. We're based in Vancouver. VIF. Yeah. TIFF is pretty... Right. Also, pretty if someone's listening to a TV movie podcast, I think they should know what the film festival yeah, acronym is. Yeah, like, get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> suck at everybody not from Canada or Vancouver. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be catching Birth of a Nation tonight, and we'll be seeing Moonlight and American Honey and other, other fancy-schmancy movies. Many more. Not a lot of local movies, though. That's, that's fine. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, you can catch Bailey on Twitter at BC. No. Nope. B Nicholson CKNW. That's right. Where she tweets all the CKNW things. You can catch Tanya at TR Camisa on Twitter. They won't make you change it, right? I don't think so. I'll just manage their Twitter. Cool. Uh, and you can read all about her work at Western Investor. And you can catch James <laughs> at James so W. Weird. Smith or at the North Delta Reporter. And check out the North Delta Reporter because it has stories from James and people he writes, he people he pays for to write. That is how things work. Yeah, for. you pay for people to write things. Yeah, it's, that's it's how it works. Really, how this industry goes. Although sometimes not always. Not always. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. Yeah. All right, touche. <laughs> and Maybe you, Van City Buzz. <laughs> or daily whatever they're called now shots fired <laughs> is it really daily high okay. yeah, yeah anyways, daily high. Uh, you can find me on twitter at mcgbrian for uh, still a whole lot of nothing except some retweets from cool stories I don't know but anyways that's it for today guys we'll see you next week with Friction Faction we're out sink into the gray lay you down